get a one personal space, two personal space, three. Hey, hello, listeners. This is just a quick disclaimer for this week's episode. As anyone that's listened to the show before knows, uh, there can be some adult language, and anyone that's listening for the first time, please keep that in mind. Uh, we tend to be ourselves and not filter, so occasionally a bad word might come out. If you have any children in the room, please put on some headphones or have them put on some headphones. Thank you. You're listening to the IDP Guys with Sean, John, and Nathan, the Wizards of Fantasy Football. Your go-to source for the individual defensive player strategy. And now, three guys who could only make an NFL team on Madden. Welcome to the IDP Guys. This is episode 98. My name is Nathan. I'm joined today with Johnny. Hey. And IDP dude coming in for the whole yo, show. Yo, yo, yo. What it do? You know, out here trying to sling some IDP device. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, just a quick announcement. Uh, just letting everyone know still, we uh, launched a t-shirt website, myfantasyfootballshirt.com. Dot com. Uh, go there, check it out. Some great designs. And if you want a custom shirt for your league, uh, hit us up. And uh, I have been making some deals, doing some shirts for leagues. Uh, we made one for our LA, which uh, is a Letterkenny themed. And I did a, a Puppers logo, which was pretty cool. And then uh, we got the Meets and Feats podcast. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, I, I got my shirt coming in the mail for the Fantasy Feats and Meets podcast coming summer 2020. Don't miss it. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a uh, brand, a website, anything that needs merchandise, hit us up. We're doing some partnerships there. Uh, it's a good revenue stream for you. So uh, myfantasyfootballshirt.com. With that, let's launch into the question of the day. Will either the 49ers or Patriots run the table for the rest of the season? So, all right. So there's a lot of this talk now. It usually happens like this once we get to like week eight, nine, ten, and there are still one or two undefeated teams. That's when the, the talk starts, right? And conventional wisdom would say the Patriots have a really good shot at this because they, in 07, they did it. And their defense was not nearly as good as it is this year. It's the number one defense in like every category. It's, it's ridiculous. It's crushing everyone. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think Belichick learned from 07. And the amount of pressure that was on them in that 18-0 season going into that title game was just, it, it just made it tough to win that Super Bowl. And times have changed. It's, you know, that's 12 years ago. The NFL is a different beast. People get hurt every single game of the season. And if I know Belichick, he's already got a cushion, right? The, mm -hmm. What's the team that's like going to challenge them in the AFC for home field? No one, right? Like the Chiefs don't have Mahomes right now. They're, they've already got two losses. They're not going to be able to catch the Patriots. Patriots are going to have home field easily. I think they sit their guys week 14, 15, 16. Who knows? They might play a quarter or two just to keep them fresh. But I, I don't think he cares about that. I think he wants the title. 
not the per- perfect season. So I'm not seeing it for them. And the 49ers, no fucking way. It's not happening. Uh, they got to play Seattle twice. They got to play the Rams one more time. And they got to... Packers. Some, yeah, Packers. There you go. Like, they're going to lose one of those games. They they have a great <laughs> formula. They've got a great system, solid defense, but they're, they're not the Patriots. And if the Patriots aren't doing it, the 49ers sure as hell aren't doing it. Uh, IDP, dude, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, for the 49ers, everything you said is true. Uh, I think the Saints could be a tough game. They're playing Saints um, at home or away, sorry. So with Drew Brees back, I think that might be a tough game. As far as the Patriots are concerned, uh, looking at the schedule, I think the toughest game they have is probably the Chiefs, and Mm -hmm. that's if Mahomes is back and healthy. Um, Other than that, I think it's going to be a cakewalk for them for the most part. The only thing I can think of is if the Bills are somehow hanging around in uh, playoff contention for a wild card spot because they are what five and two. Mm. Um, you know, he might be willing to go all out for that game if it keeps them out of the playoffs because that's just kind of how he is. But other than that, I don't, I think the Patriots have an easier road to undefeated season than the 49ers do for sure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, like you said, the, the Chiefs game might be the only one in their schedules left that could give them a loss um and even if they did sit though like even those last two games um it's the bills and the dolphins <laughs> right and i feel like even with his like second team uh defense he could probably uh scheme the bills you know uh to a loss and then the dolphins i mean every year you can always say basically say the Dolphins could split with the Patriots. Um, that's common, but with the Patriots or the Dolphins selling everything, everyone, they're not going to have much of a team come, yeah. come then. And yeah. I don't think I, man, who's Brian is Brian Hoyer still their backup. Who's their backup Edelman. I think Edelman could beat the, the Dolphins <laughs> at this point with yeah. that team. Yeah. I mean, if if Belichick wants to, he could do it. Definitely, it's doable. It's there. I just don't think he wants. I don't think he wants to. I think he wants everyone healthy mm. and ready to go for the playoffs. And uh, that you know. So yeah. here, here's another side of it with Brady going up there in age and everyone talking about his retirement. Wouldn't this be the perfect kind of like shutdown for that argument of Brady being too old? Would be to have a perfect season. Because even if they went into the Patri- into the playoffs, like we've pretty much penciled the Patriots in for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So what they have one big game from now until the end of the season that they have to worry about. Yeah, but see, everyone else is concerned about that argument. They're not. They don't. Oh, give a, no, I. They don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But it's a it's a good legacy thing. You know, Brady yeah. might be. You know, Brady's gonna be retiring. So if he could finally say like, "I did it. I put up the perfect season," yeah. that would just I feel like that's almost like a ring in itself. Yeah. So who knows? But I think that they can kind of back into a perfect season at this point. Yeah. Yeah. This week's news. Alrighty. Another news intensive week as usual. Most of its injuries, but uh, there were a couple interesting stories this week. First one. Did you guys hear about the Fletcher Cox incident? No. 
No, I didn't. Someone tried to break into Fletcher Cox's house and rob him, and he confronted the guy with a shotgun. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) dude ran out of the house and got caught by the cops. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, he, he's a, he's a bad man. You don't want to mess with Fletcher Cox period. And especially with a shotgun. So that was, I was gonna, you don't even need, he doesn't even need a shotgun. He's Fletcher Cox. I mean, he could do it himself. Yeah. Yeah. He could just (laughs) snap the guy in half. (laughs) That's crazy. So that was pretty cool. Um, and on the heels of that, uh, the, the yin to that, that yang or the yang to that yin is J Ron curse. Part-time safety, Minnesota Vikings caught for suspicion of DUI, gun possession. Uh, He played no snaps this week, and I don't think he'll be getting them back. He was kind of a flash-in-the-pan guy earlier in the season. He had some decent box scores, but he was only playing like 50% snaps tops. I don't think he gets any snaps from this point forward. I mean, what do you guys think? That's not a good look, obviously. No, I don't don't think he will. Uh, It would be surprising. Not surprising if they release him. So, yeah. I yeah, if you have him on a redraft league, probably safe to drop him at this point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, there were some trade stuff. Uh, Michael Bennett to the Cowboys. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I guess it's good. More pass rush is always good. What do you, What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't really seeing the field much in New England. So, right. I, I don't know. I, I It might be a good compliment. It could be a good rotational player. I, I don't see him getting a full compliment of snaps. Uh, how about you? No, definitely not. Um, what I'm worried about is this Robert Quinn injury and that this might be a direct result of that. And it might be worse than everyone thinks. Mm. Yeah, that could that's be true. Pretty bad. I mean, if Michael Bennett can pull off uh, one of the players that's possibly double teaming Demarcus Lawrence, it might make Lawrence better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, on passing downs and stuff, may, maybe have Bennett and uh, Quinn and Lawrence out there with like a nose tackle or something, and I that would be a nice pass rush. So I'm I'm not opposed to it, definitely. Uh, but you're right; he was only getting like thirty something percent tops. It you know on the Patriots, that's not nearly enough to be consistent. So no, not at all. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Death, taxes, and J.J. Watt done for the season, torn pectoral. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, anyone, like, shocked by this? Actually, a little (laughs) bit. I mean, so, what was it, two years ago, we were definitely fading J.J. Watt and saying, like, let's see him put together a full season, and he did. Mm -hmm. And so I was just starting to get into, um, and I had a conversation about this. Actually, I think it was on Rated IDP Live on on fucking Saturday, I defended JJ Watt saying like, you know, it's probably, you know, he's been able to put together a full season. There's a chance that, you know, he might be past those injury concerns. So, well, now I look like a dumbass <laughs> and <laughs> the bad juju is on coach Donnelly for bringing it up. Um, yep. He probably caused the injury, but uh, you know, I, like not surprised, but a little surprised, kind of disappointed. I, went against my better judgment and got him in a couple leagues. So, you know, uh, maybe that's why he got injured. Cause I did something <laughs> stupid and picked him up. Like if he wasn't on my team, he probably still, he'd be MVP right now. Mm. You got any shares yeah. IDP dude? Yeah, I got a few. Um, 
you know, it's kind of going to the waiver. I mean, you know, next guy up on the bench, but um, for people that were asking, I don't think his replacement's going to be worth adding. I believe it's Carlos Watkins, but I could be mistaken. Um, I believe he's uh, playing behind Watt. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's unfortunate. He kind of rem- he's like the Rob Gronkowski for defense. Mm. Dude's mm. hurt every season. He's like a bionic. I mean, he's got all the braces. He's got all the surgeries. I don't know. I I would be surprised if he has more than one or two seasons left. I think you should call it quit soon. Mm. Yeah. So, question on uh, for replacement. If you have JJ Watt, I know that uh, Matt Lionitis. Uh, Redskins. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, he's been on the waiver wire in a lot of the leagues. Oh God, go get him! What, right, what right. are you doing? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> if you're seeing, and a lot of guys have been bringing it up that you know he's an option to go get. Yeah. Um. So go definitely get him. Hard, hard. Okay, there it is. That's, yeah. That's your answer. If if he's there, go grab him. Yeah, and I, absolutely I, right. I saw your tweet the other day. Um, with with the uh the 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 heart the heart eyes. emoji. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, what's not to love about that guy? He's he just. I mean, I I'm watching him and I'm watching his film, and he just he finds a way to get it done. He's a dirty player, not dirty as in like dirty, but <laughs> he gets not, in the trenches. He's not perfect, dirty. Yeah, not perfect, dirty. He's just, he's a good all-around player. So at what depth would you go? So I, I had a conversation with a guy who, you know, he kind of the more shallower IDP league. At what point, because J.J. Watt, even in shallow leagues, you would be probably starting him. Um, where, how, like, how low of a roster would you still go and get Mark Lyonitis? Matt Lyonitis, whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, it, it depends what else is out there. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. I mean, it, every league's different. I mean, so would you put him in like the defensive end two? Yeah, yeah. Spot. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if if you're starting two, or if you're starting one, and you need a plug in or a backup or a bye week fill in, he he could be fine for that. Yeah. So um, he's definitely a de two. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a good de two. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Uh, speaking of injury prone guys, uh, Brandon Cooks concussion. Um, yippee! Yeah, that fuck. Yeah. That screwed me over pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I've gotten a few goose eggs from him this season. And right, it's killed a ton of my teams. Right, right. Because he's done this a couple of times now, where he just gets injured early, and that's it. it it's yeah. interesting. So um, Tyler Gee, he did uh, a show. He, he just kind of wrapped it up. He kind of, uh, he's got some family stuff going on, but it's still out there. Uh, vital fantasy football information with Tyler Gee. He did a whole thing on the Rams wide receivers and basically was saying that going into the season, everyone thought that um, Goff could withstand three uh, wide receiver ones. And he just kind of made a case that someone had to be an odd person out. It seems like Robert Woods has kind of dropped off a little bit. And then Brandon Cooks has been the one to put up goose eggs. So uh, Tyler was saying that Cooper Cup was the guy, and I think he was pretty accurate on that one. Mm-hmm. Spot on, spot on. Go figure, the guy coming back from an ACL on a short window is the one that's balling out there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. 
Uh, so Miles Sanders had a great day this week, but uh, ended it with a shoulder injury. It doesn't sound like it's too terrible. Have you guys heard anything new on this? Um, no, last I heard was day to day. Um, I, I heard that all the MRIs and stuff came back negative. So, uh, he should be good to go, but this is, um, good chance for anyone that has Howard, um, probably to sell high on him. Mm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people might think that he's stepping into a larger workload, which he could for a week or two, but you know, um, now's a good time to get out if you want to. Right, right. Sanders, yeah. Sanders and Montgomery both went crazy <clears throat> this week, which was nice uh, to finally see. Um, all right, more injuries. Chase Edmonds, concussion, Matt Breida, ankle, a uh, couple uh, running backs there. I saw Raheem Mostert was Ooh. a trending <laughs> transaction, and uh, the Cardinals went and got Kenyon Drake. Um, either you guys interested in either of them? Um, Why? Well, I- I've got Chase Edmonds in a couple spots and Matt Breida in some important spots. So not happy about these, these things, but uh, what do you, do you think Kenyon Drake can go into Arizona and do anything? No, no, not at all. Nope. Yeah, no, but uh, good for them. He's a body. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, Leonard Williams to the Giants. Um, okay, cool. Uh, he's had decent IDP relevant seasons in the past. Um, but you know, three, four defensive ends, they, they just don't work out usually. Uh, what do you think, uh, IDP dude? Yeah, I mean, I don't see him being very relevant. Um, he's had a couple good games, but I don't know. He's not someone I'd be worth going after i don't think this really improves the stock at all um and if i recall they he would be battling bj hill i believe Mm -hmm. for that left defensive end spot so i mean i don't even know if he's going to get a full you know um snap count so right now best to be left on the waivers or on your bench if you have them Yep, definitely. Uh, there's also been some talk about this one, Gennard Avery to the Eagles. Um, I mean, they, they, they're in trouble right now. Bradham is still banged up, so they're playing Nathan Gary and Camus Grugier Hill and guys mm-hmm. of that ilk. So I guess there's a chance he gets in there and gets some snaps. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Any any interest? Uh, I mean, in the deepest of leagues, sure. Yeah, right. Um you know, I, I've been saying uh, recently that really his strongest uh, asset is is getting at the passer. He's a, he's a pass rusher. So I'm going to be very surprised and curious to see what happens if they try to stick him in there anywhere near a middle linebacker spot or inside linebacker spot. I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's what he's really made for. Um, but when you're that thin, you're that desperate, they might throw him out there. Um, I don't think he's going to be any better than what they got out there right now, though. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So if Blacko, um, talks some shit about the coaching staff and then is magically out five to six weeks. <laughs> funny, funny how those things happen like that. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't think I, I have Flacco somewhere and I had to start him like in a bye week, but I'm not depending on Flacco anywhere. Are, are you guys? Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. Um, and if you're someone that's super desperate and you're going to pick up, what was it? Brandon Allen. Um, yeah. Yep. 
but best of luck to you. Right. Right. They didn't have much of a pass game to begin with. Uh, yikes now. Like, yeah. I've got Drew Locke sitting on IR someplace. That was the only hope was like, maybe he'd come back. Maybe he'd do something. I don't even know if he could come in and be that good on that team. Yeah. They're just not really set up to pass too well. I don't think. No. Yeah. Um, And I don't, I don't think it improves their rushing game at all too, because I think now teams are just going to stack the box mm -hmm. because they don't have anything to be worried about. So it might actually be a hit to, Lindsay and Freeman. Yeah, right. That's the last thing I need. So, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> terrific. Uh, okay, the Bosa brothers broke the brothers sack record. I didn't know there was such a thing, but apparently it exists. And There's a stat for everything. Yeah, so the record is four from TJ and JJ Watt mm-hmm. last year. Now they had five this last week. Bosa, Joey had, had Bosa had two. <laughs> Joey had two, and Nick had three. Wow. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, they're they're awesome. I mean, how I mean, if you if you have a team where you have both of them as your starting defensive ends, that's pretty neat. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know that's you awesome. Do. That's yeah. So I, I want to take a second and give a shout out to uh, the subreddit Fantasy Football IDP. If you're a uh, IDP player and always looking for information, definitely check out Reddit.com/slash/FantasyFootballIDP. I moderate that with Hollywood. Uh, DFFD win from uh, IDP Nation, and we're working on kind of rebuilding it. But one of the things that was suggested was a player of the week to put in the sidebar. And so I put Nick Bosa there with his stats. Mm. Pretty cool um, image of him. But go there, grab, you know, get into the discussion. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a good, another good resource for you. Mm hmm. Uh, okay, AJ and Green, possible Week 10 debut. Um, as great as that is, um, Ryan Finley is going to be throwing him the ball. <laughs> so I don't know. I think this this really hurts Tyler Boyd. I think this really hurts AJ Green. Uh, people have been getting in on Auden Tate and shit like that. Like, just not not ideal. Um, I, I understand that they're they don't have a win yet and they want to see what they got, but they're really screwing over everyone that's playing fantasy right now. And they. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they give zero fucks. This is, this is, this is true. They <laughs> yeah. do give zero fucks. But uh, any, any of you guys going to roll with uh, AJ Green if he does play week 10? Um, I have zero shares yeah. of AJ Green in the 30 leagues I'm in. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got no wow. shares. Nice. I'm, I'm in I might have them in some best ball leagues, which I could probably use the help. But as yeah. far as... All the others, I don't have well, any. That's any an shares automatic placement. So, like, that's the perfect situation to have him in. Right. If yeah. he doesn't yeah. do anything, you you're not starting him. And if he does do something, bam, there it is. Yep. Yeah. righty. CJ Mosley out six weeks. I mean, we were thinking he'd get the IR, so this is just under the IR. But basically, he's done. I mean, we saw what happened when he came back this last week or the week before. He didn't play 100 percent of snaps. He only played like 83 percent. It was exactly 83%. My brain is weird. Um, and he had three combined tackles. So not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. His mostly hasn't done anything this season. No. He had week one, he had a really nice game. He had an interception yeah. return for a touchdown. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it, it just kind of, that's one of those uh, losses on the IDP analysis side because 
wasn't it him and Avery Williamson? Yeah. That mm-hmm. we were, everyone was high on. They were like chomping at the bit to get either piece mm-hmm. in that and major flop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you can't predict injuries. True. So. Very true. Even if he does come back, they're gonna they're not gonna be in the race for anything. That why risk it? You know, I I think he's done. Done. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, um, we'll keep an eye on that in six weeks. So Bill Belichick to coach into his seventies. Um, terrific. That's that's wonderful. That's, <laughs> that's, that's great. So how how old is he now? Right? Like sixty five, right? Something like that. Sixty six. Something like that. So at what Yikes. point do they just um, transport his brain into like a uh, robotic like android? Mm. And he just, he's just always, he's just the millennial uh, coach for the Patriots. It'll be, you know, 30, yeah. 32. And I could see it. He'll still be there. I could see it. This is, this well, is not great news. The timeline, news kinda, <laughs> the timeline kind of makes sense since Brady wants to play till he's 45. So, I mean, they figure, you know, three, four, five years more together. Well, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, they could go and just fucking uh, run the table, have their perfect season, and win the Super Bowl. And then everyone would shut up and just be like, all right, I guess we're dealing with it, with this for another decade. Yeah. Well, I mean, all right. So Belichick, I mean, the little he does let out into the public because he's a very private guy. Mm-hmm. You, you see what his life revolves around. Right. And it's it's basically just football. This yeah. is what would he do if he wasn't coaching? Nothing. Doesn't he have like a fairly attractive wife? Yes. That just sits at home in Martha's Vineyard. Pretty or much. Nantucket. Yes. yes. And yes. he just lives in Foxborough and he right. just goes and visits during the summer. Yes. <laughs> Basically, they show up to Celtics games every once in a while. Yeah, in the playoffs and shit. But without football, he 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 would have no reason to live. Basically, so he's gonna keep coaching. I mean, if if they ran the table this season and they keep going for another five years, would there be a better coach quarterback duo in the history of football? No, no. this is already the best one. Yeah, so. I I was gonna say I think they've already got that. Mark, so and, and it's one of those things like as much as I hate the Patriots, as much as I, you know, hate Brady and, and Belichick and all that, the the respect and like when are we ever gonna see something like this again? Never. Yeah. Never. And and I've learned my lesson. I, I stopped hating as much because it was taking years off my life. <laughs> and I just started putting money at them on them yeah. at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And life's been a lot better since then. <laughs> You get a, a reprieve from the depression. Of that, that's it. A Patriots win. That's it. It's a, it's, it's a payday instead of uh, me crying myself to sleep every February. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> if you had started doing this earlier. Yeah. yeah. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. Know, that would have been smart. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So that'll be fun. Uh, okay. Kyle Allen getting the start again, even though he got blasted pretty good by the 49ers. I mean, this just makes sense. Newton's still mm-hmm. not 100%. This guy's better than nothing. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think um, they should just keep riding him until Newton's better, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, he's done fairly well. He's a game manager. So, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey. Just keep going with him until Newton's ready to go. I wouldn't force anything. Right. Uh, just, you know, this has nothing to do with football or, um, you know, any sort of knowledge of, uh, the game, 
but I think uh, Cam Newton should just put on his top hat and his galoshes <laughs> and just ride off into the sunset <laughs> with his, uh, you know, bana- banana hammock. It's uh... Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's clearly screwed up. Like last time we saw him play a game, he was overthrowing people that were five yards in front of him and shit. Like he just doesn't look good. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, James Connor injured. Sounds like it's not bad. AC joint. That's nothing terrible. Andy Dalton benched. We talked about that. Akib Talib to Miami. Who gives a shit? Like, do you guys give a shit? Not at all. Okay. Xavier Howard to IR. Um, also, don't give a shit. Um, Didn't he just have a pick? Yeah, he had a nice game. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that's about. He's clearly not injured. So I don't know. Did he get injured during that game? I don't think so. Did I miss that? I don't think so. I think he got Joe Flacco injured. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's it for news. All right. So let's talk a bit about uh, how we did in our fantasy leagues this week. And uh, Johnny, you want to kick that off? Sure. Uh, It started off not so great. The college week was not ideal. Only three and five in college. But uh, it was was a buy intensive week. I'll be fine this week. Uh, did much better in NFL, uh, three and two in sleeper, three and one in dynasty, six and two in Yahoo, 15 and 10 total up to 225 bucks in best ball. And I won $48 on that Aaron Aaron Rodgers game Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. Nailed, nailed a bunch of lineups. So that was good for FanDuel. Sweet. Yeah. How'd you guys do? Go ahead, IDP dude. Um, I was about 50, 50 across the board, my redraft and my, uh, keeper and dynasty leagues. Uh, nothing crazy, exciting, a lot of good games, a lot of bad games and a lot of squeaked by, by a couple points and a lot of, you know, lost by a couple points. So mm-hmm. it was pretty much down the middle this week. I got screwed by a couple people and, um, here we are on to week 10 or nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I just real quick, I talk about this in this week's article. This is a key time of year. People are starting to lose their discipline. People are starting to not pay attention. They're starting to forget. For, that's right. They're, they're not a disciplined. Um, <laughs> they're, they're forgetting that people are injured, that people on our IR, that they need to set their lineups, that they need to do their waivers. If you focus on that shit right now, you can claw your fucking way back into mm-hmm. these leagues. I'm already seeing it. We're only into week nine. I'm going up against teams with carry on Johnson starting. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just fucking yep. got injured last week. Did you not pay attention last week? Like, come on. You're talking about Ron's team. Uh, yeah, he wasn't the only one. I oh, saw yeah. it in a couple well, of I was going to say he's a lions fan too. He, well, there you go. Even better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is a key time of year. You can get back into things. Yep. Anyway, how'd you do? Well, so speaking of all of that, before I go into my record, I did build back in uh, my main league, uh, Infidels. I went from, I think, second to last place to I'm in second place. So you you can definitely do it. Um, Getting getting back, it it was a tough beginning, but um, here I am. So I'm at six and eight this week and not eliminated my eliminator. Mm. Um, I do have an anecdote for my stake later on. So I'm going to save that one. But I mean, is it wishy washy? The money leagues, the ones that I'm worried about, I did well. I think I lost in fish fishbowl though, but I was able to maintain like a higher 
Uh, I'm still higher in the standing, so it's not too terrible. And uh, yeah, no, it, it was a week. You know, at this point, it's just the grind. It's making sure you're setting your lineups and and working the waiver wire as best as you can. There's, you know, you can't do anything better than that. And yep. sometimes your year is lost at the draft, and you, there's just nothing you can do yep. about it. You just got to keep plugging. The the reality is there's still a lot of luck involved in this. It's there's yeah. very yeah. little you can control. So the shit that you can control, you better fucking control. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? And when you play as many leagues as we do, especially as many redraft leagues, you tend to change up your draft strategy. So, you know, maybe one strategy worked better than the other ones. Um, and that's just the way it is. So, uh, I, I feel, I feel pretty confident that I'm at least going to get one ship this year. So, yeah. And if it's good, one of the ones that has money or a trophy, even better. Yeah. I'll be happy. Alrighty, now it's the time of the show where we pair together two sets of players, uh, two on off, three sets of players. No. We pair together players, two on defense, <laughs> one on offense. I'm doing great. Um, it's not like it's middle of the, middle of the season and I have been doing this weekly for the last like six months. But um, <laughs> so this is the gut check segment. We're gonna go over last week's gut checks. This is uh, we. We talked about them, then we sent them out on tweets, and then we got your responses back. So a set of wide receivers, Jacksonville's DJ Chark versus the Chargers' Keenan Allen. 194 votes, 64 went Keenan Allen. Okay. Sounds about right. Where would you go with that, IDP dude? Um, At this point in the season, knowing what I know, I'd probably go DJ Chark. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Next one. A uh, pair of linebackers. Minnesota's Eric Kendricks versus Arizona's. Mm-hmm. I said Minnesota first, right? Right. Okay. Uh, Arizona's Jordan Hicks, 169 votes, 54 Jordan Hicks. Okay. I could nice. see it. I'm, I'm happy with either. I just, I still feel like Hicks is going to get injured though. Mm-hmm. And then a pair of cornerbacks here. Dallas's Jadobi Awuzi and the Packers. Jair Alexander, 152 votes, 75% Jair Alexander. Yeah, that makes sense. All righty, this week's. uh, These guys are all within one to three points of each other uh, using my scoring, which is the right scoring. So, all right, (laughs) first one, pair of running backs. uh, Derrick Henry of the Titans at the week nine point, 581 rush yards. Five rushing touchdowns, eight receptions for 128 yards, one receiving touchdown, one fumble lost. Up against Philip Lindsay, and this was before I knew about Flacco, so probably not a great call on my part, but whatever. Uh, 492 rush yards, four rushing touchdowns, 25 receptions, 160 receiving yards, no receiving touchdowns, no fumbles lost. And my original answer was Philip Lindsay. I like the PPR points there, but. It, IDP dude's got a very good point. Um, when you're the next five to six weeks having Brandon Allen or whoever that is at quarterback, you'd put eight, nine guys in the box and you force some no name loser to beat you. So, uh, yeah, I'll go Derrick Henry. What do you guys think? 
Yep. Henry for me. Yeah. As much as I really, I, I got Philip Lindsay everywhere and I don't have any Derek Henry. I think that the quarterback change hurts him pretty badly. I, I, we don't really know what he can do yet. So who knows, but mm. you know, logical thought says Derek Henry. Yep. Okay. Next one is a pair of linebackers. These are traditional linebacker twos for their team, but they've both, both these guys have had linebacker one numbers this year. First one is KJ Wright of the Seahawks, 33 solo tackles, 35 assists, no sacks, five pass defense, one interception, no force fumbles up against Danny Trevithan of the bears, 47 solo tackles, 14 assists, one sack, two pass defense, no picks, one force fumble. Um, I like both these guys a lot. I have both these guys in a few places. I like KJ Wright just a little bit better because uh, he really only has to deal with Bobby Wagner, and that's it, whereas the entire Bears defense basically is capable of putting up numbers every week. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I mean, I like them both pretty much equal. Um, I think I'd have to lean towards Danny. I mean, it's like a 51-49 split for me. Um, the only reason why is just because I see the Bears offense just floating mm. even more mm-hmm. second half of the season. I just think they're going to be on the field a lot. And I don't know, the opportunities there. So I, I'd go him, but I'd be more than fine with either. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Bears offense is got awful terrible. Yeah, I think that's going to be the deciding factor for me too. Um, I like it, like you guys said, love both of them. I it's interesting. Danny Trevathan is still like relevant mm. with uh, Roquan Smith and like just how old, like long he's been in the league. Um, I remember years ago, who was the last major linebacker? Erlacher. Erlacher. It was Erlacher mm-hmm. and Trevathan that were they were both beasts and like I. Man, I remember getting Erlacher early. One of those drafts where I came over to your house and we just like hung out in your mom in your parents like attic. And uh, <laughs> I remember getting Erlacher as one of my first linebackers. Yeah, there was another guy there too. Who was that other linebacker? God, what the fuck is his name? I don't know. I have yeah. to look it up. But um, yeah, I have an irrational love for KJ Wright too because he he's always been one of those under the radar guys that like no one ever thinks about. And he's always like really good, but, uh, all right. Last one, pick your Bosa brother. All right. We got Nick of the 49ers, 16 solo tackles, four assists, seven sacks, one pass defense, one interception, one force fumble up against Joey of the chargers, 28 solo tackles, 14 assists, seven sacks, zero pass defense, zero interceptions, one force fumble. I like them both. I've got both. I think I like Joey just a little bit better just because he gets more tackles, but I'm happy either way. What do you guys think? Yeah, same. I like them both equally. Um, I like the tackle upside of uh, Joey Bosa, so I'll stick with him. Mm. So I'm going to go with Joey Bosa redraft, Nick Bosa dynasty. Mm, Yeah, I could see that. Um, Joey also being on a Chargers team that has not been doing quite as well as the 49ers. Um, so on defense more often. Right. Okay. So let's, uh, answer a couple listener questions here. Um, so if you want to ask questions to us and get on the show, 
uh, you can call us directly, 313-986-1473. Uh, leave a voicemail. We pull it and put it on the show and answer it directly, and you get to say all co- sorts of crazy shit if you want to. Uh, we don't really censor them. Right. We're really leaning into the mental illness this year, people, in case you haven't noticed. So fire away. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, so 313-986-1473. Also, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at IDP guys. Um, you can hit the contact us form on the website, idpguys.org. Also, when you're on idpguys.org, become a s- subscriber for a dollar a month. And that gets you into the subscriber chat, which gets you a chance to ask questions. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, and you can ask the same question over and over if you want, um, you know, until we give you the answer that you want. <laughs> um, and, but it, so we pulled two questions from the subscriber chat and Johnny, do you want to lead off with those? Sure. First one is from Nate, which is also your name, but it's not me. It's not you though. It's, it's, it's Nate in the slack. And he says, rest of season, KJ Wright or Todd Davis? And I think this is a great question. I have both these guys like really similar in tiers, production, expected production. Uh, The difference, though, is the Denver defense is going to be on the field a little more, I think. Mm. Um, And Todd Davis only has to deal with like AJ Johnson, not Bobby Wagner. Mm. Um, So I'm going to go Todd Davis. What do you guys think? Um. I have a bias against Broncos linebackers. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's an unhealthy bias. Um, I, I hate them with a passion. So I'm going to go KJ, right? And actually I just saw something on Twitter that Todd Davis was injured in that game with a knee injury. Oh shit. And he might miss some time, which means Josie Jewell will fill in for him. Oh, no. We're going to have to hear that again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, KJ Wright, for me, not even with that news, just in general, I don't know. I, I just don't like Denver linebackers. So, KJ Wright for me. Yeah. I don't have an issue with Denver linebackers. I don't have any Todd Davis. I do have some KJ Wright. I think if you say he's injured, then I'd be very leery and I'd just go with the strong, healthy uh, Kevin James, right? James, right. There you go. (laughs) All righty. Okay. So the next one is from Tony also from the Slack chat. What's up with Warner and Alexander? Um, Okay. I get it. They're, they're both, they're both expected to do a lot more than they're doing. And it's a product of success. That's, that's the bottom line. The 49ers run game is the best in the game by far. They dominate time of possession. They have long sustained drives. They're on the field all the time on offense. And when they're on defense, their pass rush is so fucking ridiculous. They're causing mm-hmm. three and outs constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner and Alexander don't play enough. And they kind of leech off each other too. Like it, yep. it used to be just Warner. Now it's Warner and Alexander. You got two studs there with less playing time than they're used to. Of course, they're not going to have the numbers you want. So does that mean I'd give up on either? No, not unless you have a better option. Um, and not in dynasty. Yeah. And definitely not in dynasty. Um, mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Like, I mean, we thought the 49ers would be worse than they are. They're not. Yeah. So I got a question. I, I, not really a question directly at you guys, but, um, 
I think it would be very interesting if someone were to dive into the numbers in uh, San Francisco and look up the quantity of tackles and how they are divided up, because that might give a better idea of um, who's getting the percentage and yeah. who is the, the best to have, you know? So I, I look at their box scores every week. It's, it's even across the board. Uh, sometimes it's Jimmy Ward. Sometimes it's just Christy cart. Sometimes it's Fred Warner. Sometimes it's Quan Alexander. No one ever has like a 10 tackle game. It's all like five, six tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think yeah. IDP dude? You want, you on board with this? Yeah, I'm on board with everything you said, and that's literally everything I wrote down, is that their time of possession is just so low for their defense is that they don't have the opportunity to really put any numbers up. Um, And their front line, uh, just nothing but beast Mm. all over that front line. They're, they're crazy. They're, they're, first of all, they're not letting anything get through the line. And like you said, there's so many three and outs they're forcing defense doesn't have any chance to make a play. So I don't know. And, you know, it's interesting enough when you look at in, in one of my main leagues where the, the scoring is like two points for a tackle, one point for assist, um, Quan and, uh, Warner are pretty much even, um, Fred Warner's getting 9.86 fantasy points per game and Quan's getting 9.07. So Warner's at 65th right now for linebackers and Quan's at 76. Mm. So they're, 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 they're cannibalizing each other when there is opportunity. So I think the, the next step that I was going to say in in, uh, what I was bringing up was uh, comparing the amount of total tackles uh, to other teams. Oh yeah. So that you could see like, okay, um, that there's just a depression in opportunity on those teams. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that might really kind of show up, you know, if, if the 49ers come out as like a low end, like, uh, 28 to 32 in amount of tackles that just shows how efficient they are being. Right. And they got in, in like IDP dude saying they got DeForest fucking Buckner up there. Yeah. Like, like he, he leads defensive tackles and tackles like damn near every year. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and in everyone else, the wrecking crew, that's their pass rush. It's just ridiculous. So, so funny story about DeForest Buckner. Um, when I, I, one time I went to, uh, New York City, and you know they've got the NFL Experience um, thing that you can go to in the mm-hmm. city in Times Square. I went to that, and they had put up footballs, like regular regulation footballs, and on it was the handprint of different players. You know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. They had DeForest Buckner. My head could fit inside <laughs> his palm, <laughs> like it wrapped around the football. Jeez, it was amazing, and it just. Like I looked at it, I was just like, because it, it was all of these, this wall of footballs, and then all of them were like, you know, whatever. Like they had Julian Edelman's like baby hands up there, and then <laughs> you, you just got like DeForest fucking Buckner, like baby hands. Oh man, I love it. Oh, that's funny. Sounds like we need to get uh, Buckner on the uh, Feet and Meat podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what they say: big hands, big feet, and meat. <laughs> right i yeah, i'm really glad I we know. caught that on video yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh
podcast. All right, so IDP dude, we've had you for this whole show. We're going to continue on this whole train, and but before that happens, we want to take a quick second um, to just talk about you, what you're doing. Um, Antonio Vasquez is your name at IDP dude un, at un shit at IDP underscore dude. I'm staring right at it, and I can't <laughs> even fucking say it. Uh, is your Twitter handle? Um, you write for us. You've been writing for us for man over a year now. I think has it been a year mm, since the beginning of the year. Okay, so approaching a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So you know, just wanted to just talk about what you've got going on right now. Um, if you've got any topics, I know you put out a tweet asking people like, you know, what you might want, what they might want you to talk about. So, um. At this point, I think we've had you on a few times, so we don't have to do the normal, you know, generic football questions. So, um, what do you, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Lead this discussion. Yeah. Well, we'll save the, uh, feet and meat for the end. <clears throat> going to whip so, it out. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the helicopter dance. <laughs> Stay tuned to the, uh, the post show. Don't tempt Johnny with a good time. That's it. Right. That's Here it. We go. Um, actually, you know, a lot of the questions that I got from that tweet I put out was answered already. Um, mm. Someone asked Roquan versus Danny the rest of the season. Mm. I mean, I, I understand the frustration with Roquan Smith, but when you take a step back and you look at it, um, he's not doing that bad. Right. Um, He's 21st for linebackers right now in fantasy points per game. I mean, that's still a solid linebacker, too. Um, I think Danny's in ninth right now with 16.14. So, uh, obviously, he's doing better. But Roquan isn't dead. Um, He took a dip in snap count, um, you know, since his mental illness. um, Or whatever whatever, it was. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he bounced back. um, You know, and actually both him and Danny had bad games um, this past week. They right. both, I don't think either of them got more than 10 points. So it was just the way the game was played. So I, I wouldn't look too much into that. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of people cutting bait. I'm not in that ship yet. I mean, he's still a solid LB two. That's what you want. You know, you want more from him, but I'm fine with both of them. Um, I still like Roquan. I'll stick with him. Mm. so that was the one thing i saw from it's the, the upside questions. and absolutely in dynasty like do you want someone who's doing well at the end close to the end of his career or do you want someone who has proven to be like a top five talent and is young and yep. is just kind of you know it's a rocky season for him like in yeah, dynasty when you're talking about like 10 years at a time yeah, well, I mean, and you you said it earlier, uh, Danny's been with, what, Chicago for eight, nine seasons now? Yeah, mm-hmm. long time. So, I mean, that could be Roquan in 10 years. Um, and Danny's obviously um, come on lately, so... I don't know. I don't, I don't want to give up on Roquan. I think he'll be fine. I think, you know, it's over, over panic people. Um, kind of like Aaron Donald, the Aaron Donald uh, bandwagon that jumped off in the beginning of the season. And everyone was questioning whether or not they should start him every week. And I think what, since then he's posted a sack in those three games following. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, well, he's got four sacks in three games now. Right. He's been fine. And the thing so. is with, with a lot of these guys that are like, eh, I'm pissed at this guy. I'm pissed at that guy. Like, do you have a better option? <laughs> if the answer is no, then just deal with it. it that's, that's what you have to do. Because especially at like defensive tackle and stuff like that, there are no better options. You're not finding something on your waiver wire that's better than Aaron Donald, that's better than Kenny Clark, that's better than yeah. any of these guys that people are frustrated with. Like, There's a reason why these guys get drafted so early. It's because positions like that drop off a cliff. You're not going to find a better option, so just, just stick it out. Yeah, for sure. And I, w- what I've tried to tell a lot of people is that you, you know who your studs are, stick with them, especially at a position that's so thin, um, like defensive tackle, because otherwise you're going to become a points chaser right. and that yeah. doesn't get you anything. Sure. Someone can put up 20 points in a game. They can put up three sacks out of nowhere and they look nice on the waiver wire and you go and pick them up and you plug them in your lineup next week and you get a dud. I mean, yep. that's, that's the way it works. So um, I think if you're just willing to ride out, um, the good and bad games overall, and by the end of the season, you'll be happy with what the production you've received rather than um, trying to play the guessing game every week. And sh- do I start this guy or should I go and pick up this guy? Cause he had four sacks last week. You're like, no, just start the same ones over and over again and you'll get your good games that you need to win. Yep. It, a lot of it comes with experience that, that you know how these positions work like corner defensive tackle naturally spotty, inconsistent, not reliable positions. So you take the guys that overall do the best each year and you just ride the wave, baby, and that's all you can do. Because a lot of these guys that you talk about, the the points chasing and stuff, a lot of that shit is flash in the pan stuff. Like there's this guy, I can't even remember his name right now, but I was looking at him. He had like two sacks and a bunch of tackles and he played 16% of snaps and some poor idiot is going to see him trending on trending transactions on Yahoo and see so he had 16 points or whatever that was and plug him in and not know that the guy played less than a quarter of the game. <laughs> what are the odds of you recreating that kind of production when you're not even on the field 25% of the time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not going to happen. I, I think it's a, it's a wonder about your research. Because when you're, as, as a fantasy football player, and I guess this is what, sometimes defines like how we end up getting into analysis is looking at the pat, the history. So you see a player has a 16 point game and then they just, the rest of the season had been zeros. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You would think that the next thing is, okay, why, why did Mm -hmm. he have a 16 point game? And you start looking into that. And I think that is a fine line that delineates the fantasy analyst from some of these guys that are just like, chasing points they just think oh he had 16 points he's gonna do it again even though he had not done it up to this point yeah yeah the one thing i always encourage people to do when they're looking on the waivers is to um if you see someone that you're interested in you know click on him take a look at all of his games year to date and see has he been consistent has he been up and down or has he had zero 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 two thirty two two, four. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might pop up at the top of your list with the most points, but if it all came from one game, I mean, do yourself a favor and, and just kind of think outside the box and say, this is probably not going to happen again. So well, even then, to leave him, even then take it to the next step, go to your resources, 
So let's say you're a subscriber to the IDP guys. Um, then, you know, you can bring it up in the chat. You can go on to the, the premium content, look at the rankings, look at Johnny writes 15,000 words weekly mm-hmm. and you can go and see what John says about that, that player. Um, and then if you're still curious, you're still trying to figure it out, hit up Twitter and DM John DM you IDP dude. Um, and so you go so far and, and then you finally get all of the information because you don't know. Um, someone could be on the bench and then bam, they have a game where they just shoot up to a hundred percent, um, snap count, have a really good game and, uh, and disappear. So good. Perfect example of that last year. Remember Sean Williams got ejected game one and Clint, whatever Fajay Delem, remember yeah, that guy? The phlegm guy. <laughs> yep. Came in and had like a 32 point game and everyone chased him. Clayton. Yeah. And, and it was just cause Sean Williams had gotten ejected. He went yep. right back to riding the bench the next week and had zero points. And everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. And, and then there's guys that, you know, get injured and you got to fill in that plays really well and ends up taking over, you know, the, the defense or whatever, you know, it, yeah. it you got to look into it. You got to go as far as you can to get the definitive answer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let me, let me ask you, IDP dude, because this is something we've talked about. So I'll, I'll tiptoe carefully around this. Um, your rankings uh, yeah. in lineup questions. Yeah. You already know where I'm going with this. So should, so, so if someone has a lineup question, just check your rankings, right? Um. That would probably be the most uh, sensible thing to do. Right, because you update these every week, and, and it's based on what's going on currently in matchups yes. and stuff like yeah. that, right? Yes, it, it is. And even for some players who are like questionable for a game, I'll, I'll put a little slash in there, and I'll put in who I believe is their replacement. Right. And so, you know, I can say um, C.J. Mosley slash... Uh, Blake Cashman, if CJ Mosey doesn't play, Blake Cashman is going to be a solid LB2 this week. So um, mm. I try to get most of those in there to clear up any foggy areas. Right, right. Like like your your rankings are not just like you update them every once in a while and it's it's okay for a day or two. Like these are weekly done for that matchup and everything's taken into account. So you, you've already looked at what the best matchups are and those guys that's factored in. And those guys are higher than guys that have shittier matchups. Yep. yep. And, it and is, absolutely. You can go one step farther with that because him and Joey collaborate on a matchup chart that goes through every single matchup for each team. What position groups are good, what position groups are sits and you can kind of put both of them next to each other and just say, okay, so the, uh, Bengals linebacker backing core this this week is a solid start, and then go over the rankings and say, well, where are the ba- Bengals linebackers? And if they are on your waiver wire and above the guys that you have on your team, you can go pick them up, start them, you know, whatever. It, it's piecing everything together. That's kind of what we do. Is we provide as much information as we can, but we can't really put it just for your league. You know, so you got to piece it together. Yeah, it really is different too. So yeah, yeah. And, and then you know, on top of all of that, you you read Johnny's start sit, and you know, you get e- even more information. So 
It's, I know uh, that thing's a beast. I don't know how you do that every week. Uh, pro- <laughs> probably slight autism. <laughs> that would be my guess. <laughs> but this is the benefit of being a subscriber because uh, what we're talking about here, uh, IDP dudes rankings and that, that chart uh, does come. That's part of our premium package. So right. uh, $1 a month. And I would highly suggest going with the yearly option. We are, and and we've got a trade calculator in there too. So, you know, for everyone that needs trades, but um, IDP dude, Joey, the tooth, they put in a lot of work, IDP dude, especially with the rankings. Um, and, and, and Johnny, you know, 15, 20,000 words every week. Yeah, that's uh we're doing a lot of work for you. So, um, what do what do you got? What else are you cooking up? I know I know rankings is the big, the big in season thing. But have you thought about anything else that you got on the back burner, or any thoughts for the off season? Um, no. Usually, usually what I'll do is um, probably by the end of this week or next week, I'll do a little bit of a mid season recap where um. I look at some of my early projections for the season and, and see where I am and, and, you know, let everyone know if I think these players will recover, if they're underperforming or if they're going to regress in a negative way, if they're overperforming. Um, so that's an article I'll look to put out. Um, and then at some point I'll do a rest of seasons, uh, ranking, mm-hmm. but, um, the weekly ranking is is a beast and it takes a lot of time to go through because um, it's not just, you know, there's a lot of rankings out there. There's a lot of IDP rankings out there and some of them only go to 24 um, or 30 something. I mean, I put the 60 of each position out there. So it takes a long time to go through and make sure I get all the matchups right and all the injuries are up to date. And um in the matchup chart too. So you'll see an article or two for me coming up um, with the uh, rest of season projections. Um, but other than that, just trying to keep up right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I got a question. Do you watch film? Do you like take advantage of the game pass and all that stuff? Um, so I do watch, um, I don't watch every game. Um mm but I watch film when I see there's an outlier somewhere, whether someone had a ridiculously good game or if someone has a ridiculously bad game. Mm. Um, I have a bunch, I DVR a bunch of stuff. So I just go through and watch everything, you know, like 1.5 speed, skip through commercials, the game pass. I think I've used once or twice. Um, So yeah, I mean, I don't watch a ton of film, but I do watch when there's something crazy that I need to review. Yeah, I think this this off season I gotta get you on uh, doing some film breakdowns for our YouTube channel. I think you'd be a good candidate for that one. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, is any other topics there, Johnny? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Come on, are you kidding? So, so, so your, your Patriots are, uh, they're undefeated. Um, what are you, what are you enjoying the most about this? Yeah, they're always good, but I I would have to think it's the defense, right? Like, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, you know, the funny thing about the season is if they do somehow go undefeated and they win Super Bowl, it's, it's not going to be because of Brady. It's going to be because of the defense. I mean, they're playing lights out. 
They're scoring um, points. <laughs> they've always been a uh, uh, bend but don't break defense, and this year they're just breaking fucking people everywhere. Right, right. They break you defense, not not bend don't break. <laughs> Soviet Russia right. defense breaks you exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. I, I mean, watching Stefan Gilmore is amazing. He is one of the best corners in the league. Yeah, yeah. He's it's he's, just uh, it's been fun to watch. You know, it's. It's it's kind of weird to say, but there's actually been games I've watched where the Patriots punt, and I'm actually excited to see the defense get back out on the field because I know that there's a chance they can score a touchdown. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And and uh, I honestly think two like big differences this year was a um, Belichick running the defense. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, made a huge fucking difference, and uh, getting Jamie Collins back. Is, is, is huge too. Like he's, he's been in that system before he's done. He's a veteran. He's savvy enough. He's smart enough that he can do whatever you need him to do. He's the perfect guy for that defense. Cause Belichick morphs that shit into whatever it needs to be to beat whoever they're mm-hmm. playing that week. And, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's not like they've got a set system and they'll change a thing or two. They change everything mm-hmm. every single week to, to just beat whoever the hell's in front of them. And Jamie Collins is like the perfect guy for that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They, they morph. I think I said that phrase last time I was on here is that they morph to their opponent every week. Mm. Um, and unfortunately for us, uh, it sucks for IDP because right. we never know where the hell anything is coming from yep. every week. Um, you know, I don't think, uh, I don't think there's a player on the team that's played a hundred percent of the snaps all season. Um, yep. I think I, you're right. I don't remember seeing a triple digit yet there. Yeah, so I, you know, every, I mean, a few people have, um, you know, close to a hundred percent, but they're they just rotate, they play the system. Um, I think Jamie Collins probably logged the most snaps of all the linebackers mm-hmm. um, there with Kyle Van Noy behind him. I'm kind of looking at some stuff right now. Um, the way they use their defensive backs is awesome. Um, I mean, people like J.C. Jackson, Duran Harmon. Jonathan Jones, these are all players that are awesome in the system. You put them on another team, right? They, they might be riding the bench because they suck. But in this in this system, they are everything he needs from them. And they produce week in and week out. And it's it's just crazy how it works. Yeah, it's it's definitely wild. Like last year, uh, Trey Flowers, maybe Kyle Van Noy were like IDP relevant. And, mm-hmm. and this year it's like no one it like, okay. So in, in the, the Keen state league that a bunch of you guys are in, Jamie Collins is the number one linebacker right now. But if you look at his scores, he's got like 35, yeah. one, 30, <laughs> one, two, 30, like yeah. that there's no consistency whatsoever. But when he goes off, he goes off. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Know. It's crazy. It's kind of it's it's almost like you know Belichick holds him back for the right game and then just kind of unleashes him to just go after the quarterback nonstop. And he when he is able to do that, he gets it done and he looks good doing it. So yeah, I don't know. He's he's a, he's good. I mean, if there's one person as, as far as linebackers, it's probably him. I you know what? I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what his role was going to be coming into the season. 
Um, I wasn't confident that he was going to be able to produce anything. Um, I, I really thought he was just going to be a rotational edge rusher, but he's proven me wrong a hundred percent. And I'm willing to admit that he's, he's looked the part so far. Yeah. And, and with as good as their defense has been, the offense isn't really getting as much talk this year, but, um, all right. So what do you think about, all right. So Gordon's going to be gone. Once he gets off this IR tag, they brought in Sanu, Nikhil Harry will be healthy in a week or two here. Um, the the running back like three headed monster there is ridiculous. Like the, yeah. their offense is just good, as good as it's always been too. Like, yeah, you know i I think um, I think their offense really runs through Edelman and James White. Yeah, uh, I think I think those two are the solid plays. I think those two are are really what everything else is schemed around. Um, I think Sanu was a good addition. Um, and, you know, getting Harry back, we'll see. I don't know what type of shape he'll be in or what routes he'll run, but it might be a different um, dynamic. I mean, they got they got good players. You know, Philip Dorsett's not bad for um, a couple plays here and there. Uh, a lot of people don't like Sony Michelle. I'm not huge on him, but, I mean, there can be games where he gets three touchdowns, so he's one of those people that you just kind of got to ride at the wave if you want to um, – you know, enjoy those giant monster games from him. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like they got all the pieces once again. So, uh, terrific. We're everyone else is li- <laughs> living their nightmare again. But Minus good- the tight end. I, I yeah. was desperately hoping they were going to trade for someone here at the uh, deadline. And there's crickets, fucking crickets. Do they even need the tight end? I mean, they're, so many passing so many targets out there um i mean yeah okay so they're not 100 percent complete because they don't have a tight end that's like worth the thing i mean i guess maybe gronk could come back for a playoff push i don't know is that yeah he probably has to put on like 40 pounds i was just gonna say yeah he he looks anorexic now so he needs to (laughs) needs to fix that I mean, maybe he can come in and catch some touchdowns or something, but he sure as hell not blocking anyone. Right, right, yeah. right. But still, life life is good for you Patriots fans. Right now, life is good. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I got going on. Not much. It's, that's pretty much it. Um, just curious to see... The rest, how the rest of the season goes. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if some of these top tier uh, IDP assets right the ship going yeah. forward. So, you know, for someone like me that's been on, you know, the Deion Jones mm. bandwagon mm. all year, my my time is running out for him to uh, get back on track. So, so, so speaking of Deion Jones, I, I got to, there's a little bit of an Easter egg in these. I, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but like John's been putting Shakespeare quotes in his articles mm-hmm. and uh, one of them for Dion Jones of to be or not to be. Yeah. I thought that he was explaining to me. That was pretty hilarious. So if you're out there, uh, make sure your Google translate is working and uh, <laughs> rush up on your, your, your William Shakespeare. Cause uh, apparently he's, put in all of these quotes and they all have something to do with the player. He talks like he puts in the, right. Um, they're, they're not the random. Picture. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not they mean random. something. Nothing in any of those articles is random anywhere. Yeah. It's a methodical, uh, yes. Insert. 
That's right. The insanity is methodical. <laughs> this is uh, what keeps John ticking. Right. Okay. So, so we're, we're talking about this before we started recording. People are starting to burn out. This isn't mm-hmm. fun. I want to quit. I hate football. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. In two months, this shit is going to be over with, and we're yeah. going to be back to nothing. This is the time of the year where you need to enjoy this shit, not complain about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not having fun with this, then there's something wrong with you. Okay. I'm having plenty of fun. We're having plenty of fun because we're leaning into the mental illness. Okay. The beats and the meats. That's it. The feats and the meats and the Tony Johns and the Shakespeare and the Damon Harrison shitting on the field. That's what you all need to do. You're, sh- you're playing it too goddamn straight. Have a little fun with this shit. Yeah. I, I sat here uh, two hours with uh, Adam from Big Three. Was, I think that was last night. Um, doing redoing the logo for he ended up using it on their Twitter, but for their T-shirt, and it was a taco, a soda, and a football. <laughs> <laughs> and him and I were just shooting the shit for like two hours. He was watching me do this, telling me like, "Hey, can you do this? Can you do that?" You know, like uh, doing some just I guess like bouncing ideas off him as I as I did. It came out with a fucking great logo. So if you want to support what they're doing, go and buy that t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, my fantasy football shirt.com. Right. Shameless plug. They are, they are, they are right with us. They're, yeah. they're on the same level of just fun with all of this and don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. Be mm-hmm. yourself, have fun mm-hmm. with it. Like, sure. Could we, could we be more safe? Could be Absolutely. ESPN. Absolutely. We yeah. could be more safe, but that's not us. Yeah. You know what I it's mean? It's not fun. It's not fun. Exactly. Uh, and that's what's what gets you through. This is a hobby for us. And, right. You know, we turn it into something else. That's great. But in the end, like, have fun at your job. Have fun at what you're doing and the feats and the meats, man. That's it. It's feats all about. Yep. Yep. So, uh, well, IDP dude, um, you're going to stick around for the rest of the show, but I really want to thank you for coming on um, and, and being our guest this week. Uh, make sure you find him on Twitter. At IDP underscore dude. Don't um, fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, can't fuck it up. <laughs> Subscribe on IDPguys.org um, and get access to his rankings, uh, which are weekly for, re- well, for redraft, basically. It's matchup based. So, yeah. And then uh, the matchup charts and all the other great shit that we have on that website. Um, and, and for free, you can go and read Johnny's article each week. So make sure you're you're not missing those. Yeah, basically, if if you read IDP dude stuff, Joey's stuff, and my stuff, we've got you covered from every conceivable possible angle for IDP. Yeah, uh, Joey comes out with a waiver wire article on Tuesday. Um, they IDP dude generally about what Wednesday is when your charts and the the rankings come out for the most yeah. part. Yep. Um, then Johnny does a recap of the previous week, just talking about how everyone did. Um, and then you got start sits on, on Saturday. And then we've got, um, with Jorge, uh, Edwards, the injuries, he does injury reports right. and, and everything. So, you know, we try and cover all the bases and then throw in some, some extra articles on like sleepers and, um, mm-hmm. whatever else is important. I, I charge the writers to take it, like take ownership of their audience. So to tell you guys what you need to hear, um, and it, it's working out. I, you know, things have been good this season. 
and uh we're only going up so um keep that dial turned to the idp guys So we we still got IDP, dude. That's why I didn't end the interview with a uh, thanks for coming on and goodbye. Uh, as as not awkward as that was. Um, <laughs> so let, <laughs> let's go into um, the 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 steak and salad. Ooh, okay. Uh, Johnny, what's you want to kick that off? Sure. So uh, this is an excuse for us to talk about something we like and something we dislike, even though. I assume both of you guys like salad. I do. What What do you think, IDP dude? Yeah, you like the I greens. I, I fucking yes, hate. I, do. I fucking hate salads. So before we go into this, I just want a, a quick anecdote. Johnny and I roommates long time. Uh, what three years at the old place before we we moved? Yep. To separate locations. Um, I fairly regularly with my girlfriend. You know, we're both like restaurant workers um have that that history so we cooked dinner and you know john being the roommate was it was always like hey john do you want some of this and every so often he would actually take it up he would literally never eat the greens no like uh (laughs) we'd make fucking uh one time i i I made a plate for him and handed it to him it had brussels sprouts on it fucking amazing brussels sprouts like roasted in the oven great seasoning like you know, they he passed it up. Yeah, passed it up. I'm he good. pushed it to the edge of his plate, and he's like, "Y'all want this green shit?" <laughs> oh. Yeah, no thanks. It's all right. No it's thanks. Right. So, so when yeah. he says he doesn't like salad, he really does not like salad. I like tossing salad. I don't like eating. Mm-hmm. Well, I do like. I like eating that salad, not not healthy salad. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't like that green salad. Yeah, like that brown I, I like salad. the brown salad. Yes, that's that's the good salad. <laughs> oh Jesus! So so like before before we came up with this segment name, we were trying to think of like. Like something good and something bad, and we all couldn't agree. Me and Nate wanted to do like uh, Rianne Johnson for bad, yeah, and, and um, JJ Ab- Abrams Abrams, Abrams yeah. for good because uh, the Last Jedi sucked ass, but Sean likes it, so whatever. Um, mm. Are you a Last Jedi guy, IDP dude? Did you like that one? Eh, it was all right. Yeah, I, I mean, whatever. Wait, wait. I, so pointing out something, you've kind of lost your identity a little bit. To me on Twitter, you no longer have a stormtrooper, yeah, what's, or any Star Wars right. stuff on your Twitter handle, yeah. What's up with um, that? I think in my bio, I still have Sith Master. <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, sorry, but usually <laughs> I can identify you by like the I know I the know. logo, or I made a amazing uh, yes. avatar for you. I'm going to switch it back after the season. I got to keep it fresh. I'm rotating right now. Yeah, yeah. No, there fine. you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, you, you, are, you are right, though. I need to put more um, Darth Vader gifts out yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's what you're known for. People that don't know, that's that's what he's also known for, besides being an IDP genius, is Star, Star Wars. Wars. Right. Yeah. 
All right. So this week, my stake is Aaron Rodgers and Latavius Murray combined to give me $48 in FanDuel and basically get me right back to where I started at week one. So, so that's great. I, I've, I've been losing for seven weeks and I'm right back to where I started. Terrific. You know, that's pretty good though. So you've been playing for how many weeks now for free? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you can't really knock that. No, no, I'm, I'm not upset about it. Um, what about you, IDP dude? What was your stake this week? Oh, my stake this week. Um, I came back in Scott Fishbowl and won my matchup somehow. Mm. And for a team that was one and five, I think I'm three and five now. So I'm coming back. I'm I'm rocking people's games. Nice. Love it. Nice. Okay. Good. Nice. Very good. Um, so my stake and this, I kind of hinted back in uh, the, how did you do this week segment? Um, I beat Andrew super dramatically in the uh writers league to take the first seed for or first place in the standings for this uh, it's going into last night's game i needed one tackle from mark baron mark baron and uh <laughs> i was super overthinking it mm-hmm. and i i picked up vince williams and I was asking everyone because I just needed that one tackle and went through majority of that game before Mark Barron got that first tackle. I even called up Johnny like right before the game started. And I was like, Johnny, you got to lay it straight for me, bud. Because uh, Mark Barron had a questionable tack mm-hmm. and then it, it switched over to healthy and everything, but I couldn't find any good information. So I went to Johnny, my reliable source, and, um, yeah, I, I did it. I beat him. Um, I think Mark Barron had five tackles. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah, him and Vince Williams, it was like 60, 57, something like that, snaps. So, yeah. Not great, but did the job for you. Yeah, it did. So, uh, coming back, I uh, I won the league last year uh, over Johnny. Mm. And... Uh, maintaining that that place at the top i'm coming for you this year yeah yeah no it's it i don't know i i'm definitely not the smartest fantasy football i i put all of this stuff together that that's my job is is creating the platform for you guys to do great so this is my little bit of like pleasure when i can beat you all (laughs) (laughs) that little bit of like hey you know i'm i'm needed here Wonderful. All right. So my salad this week, Ugh. Jamie Collins and Shaq Barrett, like zombies on Halloween, rising out of the fucking grave to come back and haunt me. These motherfuckers, I thought they were dead, but nope, nope. Both of them come back and have huge weeks. And now I got to hear it again about these stupid outside linebackers and these dumb edge guys and their inconsistent <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> So that, uh, that happened. <laughs> IDP that's, that, that's a pretty good salad. I like that. <laughs> you really tossed um, that salad. Oh, yeah. You tossed it pretty well. Um, man, there was, there was one league where my matchup was... Um, I had to choose between Andy Dalton and Kyle Ooh, Allen. Jesus. 
And I think I I chose Kyle Allen. Ooh, God. <laughs> and I lost that league by like five points. And if I had just made the other move, I would have blown him out the water. Um, yeah, that was terrible. Uh, also, another league, or actually many of my leagues, I sat Joe Mixon because he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And I did too. Of course, you know, he has a halfway decent game this week, so fuck of, him. Of course, and you know what it was? It's the, the London. Shit always goes weird in London. Yeah. You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was my salad, and I still fucking hate him, and I'm not going to start him anymore anyways. Yeah, what a waste. That's like a lot of people, that was their like second pick. You know what I mean? That was my first round pick in Scott Fishbowl, and uh, I was drafting towards the end of the first round, so that pretty much fucked up my season to get go. Yep. Mm, yeah. Yep. For sure. So uh, my salad, I won't say it's the uh, root canal that I had this morning, uh, but mm. probably worse than that was uh, JJ Watt's injury, and the fact that it just, just on Saturday, as I said before, I had defended him and his injury history, and then, boom. Like literally the words come out of my mouth and he rips his peck off. Yep. And it wasn't even like he got hit or anything. He just fell down and like tore his back. Mm. It's crazy. That's like the uh, Stephen Tullock injury where he jumped up in the air in celebration. And yeah. Came down and a- like ACL'd himself. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well, uh, let's continue this train into the um, week in review. Uh, this is where we do a over... Uh, expectations, met expectations, and under expectations. We pick a player. Uh, Johnny generally picks a bunch of players. Um, and then we just, you know, discuss them. Uh, this way we can talk about a lot of guys in quick amount of time. So, Johnny, who overproduced for you? Uh, Kyle Fuller, but that was a ideal matchup, so not surprised. Jonathan Allen, again, uh, he's been an Excellent defensive tackle if you manage to grab him after that injury. And Matt Milano in his first yeah. week, week back in a couple of weeks had a massive game. What about you, IDP, dude? I have a bunch for each position. Do you want me to go through them all real quick? Absolutely. The more all the right, So for linebacker overproduced, uh, Devin Kennard, that motherfucker's not getting a touchdown every yeah. week. <laughs> um, same thing with Dante Hightower. Motherfucker's not getting a touchdown every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually playing a guy who had both of those fuckers. Oh my god! Uh, what are the odds of that shit? That's gross. Crazy. Every other week, that would be his worst position group, right? Oh yeah, I was like, of course. Um, Von Miller, he's not doing that anymore. Mm. I, I I despise um, Denver Lionbrackers, but <laughs> Von, Miller, <laughs> Von Miller's not putting up those games anymore. Um, let's see. Let's go to DL. Who? Uh, Bruce Irvin. Nah, he's not doing it anymore. Yep. Olivier Vernon out of nowhere. Right. Like, yeah. Really? Right. He should. He should have been doing that from the beginning of the season. But you know, he's fucking Browns. Didn't Miles Garrett have a, a lower? No, game? He, he had a sack. He had a sack, but he only had a, a couple tackles on it. Yeah. It wasn't. I wasn't expecting a huge game from him. Right, um, right. I actually put him as under producer, but I wasn't expecting a huge game because it was against New England, but it was more than I expected, I guess. It, it just, so it kind of shows like they probably focused on Garrett and as you yep. would expect, the other side was opened up and that allowed Vernon to have that big game. You are a hundred percent correct. 
Um, let's see. DBs. I only listed one. Uh, Taylor Rapp. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Still not sold on this kid for some reason. I think he's going to be a good dynasty asset, but I don't know about the rest of the season. So he overproduced for me. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so for me, I've only got one. Uh, that is TJ Watt. Uh, two sacks, three tackles, and two forced fumbles. Um, while he's a beast with getting sacks, you know, it's just not always going to happen. Um, and those forced fumbles were kind of the icing on the cake. So uh, he's an overproduced for me. Yeah. What I, what it was really cool about him, that second sack, I think, uh, Fitzpatrick tried to throw it away. And did you see what he did? Did you guys watch that? I was watching it, mm-hmm. but I was on the phone with actually uh, someone. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 Jeff. so, Jeff. so, so Fitzpatrick tried to throw it away and TJ Watt palmed the ball and forced it back into Fitzpatrick's hand and held it there and sacked him. Oh my God. So instead of a thrown away, incomplete pass, no sack, he held the ball into his hand and held him down and sacked him and got the sack instead. So, okay. Damn, he like palmed it in midair and held it in his hand as he sacked him. While that is incredibly like a power move. If he had that control of the ball rather than sacking him, run through him. And like, I, I don't think he, he, he probably wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Right. But right. I mean, that would have been even crazier if he just like made a pick uh, took out, it of right out of his hand, hand right. and yeah. just took it to the house. Like that would have been right, even right. No, it was neat. It reminded me of that Giants uh, David Tyree catch where he, he just like he stuck it to him and like held it on him. It was pretty interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck you and your magic. <laughs> uh, right. Taste the dirt. Uh, met expectations. So Justin Houston met expectations. Denzel Ward in his first game back in an ideal matchup um, did exactly what I thought he would. And J.M. Brown in his first game back since injury also played really well. Uh, what do you think, Guy Dupy Dude? It's actually funny because I had Rashawn Evans for me, my expectations. Mm. Um, man, the dude's been playing very, very, very good football. Yes, he has. I just, I don't know. He's looking good for me right now. Um Matt Ioannidis, he met my expectations. Mm-hmm. And let's see, Logan Ryan, Buda Baker finally came through. I actually had Logan Ryan ranked in the top seven or eight this week for DB. So I think in most of my league scoring, he finished as the number one overall DB for the week. So for me, that was great. Yeah. Buda Baker finished right behind him. So I loved it. I had both of them in the top eight, and they both finished one and two, I think. So nice. Nice. Um, so for my met expectations, it, it's actually another um, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker, uh, Devin Bush, with six tackles and one assisted tackle. Um, yeah. pretty good day for him. Yeah, gotta say it. Yep, he's looking good. Uh, alrighty, underproduced Jordan Whitehead, underproduced this week. I mean, it wasn't the most ideal matchup. The Tennessee offense doesn't exactly light a fire under my uh, loins or anything. Mm. Um, under your meat. Under my meat. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's been better than this all year. I think he'll bounce back, though. Shaq Thompson. Um, okay, so this is what's weird about that. The 49ers literally ran the ball down their throats and 
owned the shit out of time of possession and just were running plays all day. And how does Shaq Thompson get like four tackles out of that? You know what I mean? So it doesn't make any sense. Because in Eric Reed gets like 15. <laughs> so weird. I don't get that. And then um, last one was Damon Harrison, but he's been underproducing all year. So I guess that's normal. Yeah, I think there's a rotation going on there. No, there is. Yeah, you only had 42% of snaps this week. That's too bad. One of your, as a Lions fan, like, that's one of our biggest name players. Like, why? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, who underproduced for you, Mr. IDP? Um, I think both uh, Bears linebackers, Daniel Roquan, underproduced mm. this week. Uh, Quan has always this season's underproduced, and Deion Jones definitely underproduced. Um, uh, Sam Hubbard underproduced for me this week. Yep. I thought he was going to have a better game than he did. He's been pretty decent this season. And then um, Jordan Poyer was a big underproducer for me, as uh, along with uh, Jamal Adams and Sean Williams. They all kind of shit the bed. Oh man, yeah. you just listed off like the top ten. Not yeah, five, yeah, please. no, those are some good safeties, but um, it happens, you know. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my underproduce. Uh, so I don't know. I, I maybe I missed something. Uh, but Marcus Davenport didn't do anything. Was he injured? No, he was. He was in there. Um, Sheldon Rankins didn't do anything either. So yeah, that's just you know a nothing burger from Mister yep. Davenport. Yep. Definitely under. So, uh, how about we kick it off with some pew, pew, shotgun waivers? Okay, let's just say yes, no on these because there's a million offensive ones here. Um, so these these first ones are just a a trio. Uh, with the Connor injury, are you guys interested in Jalen Samuels? Yes, no. Yes. No. Okay. Um, I I don't know if Connor doesn't play. I think Samuels has the best chance. So I'm saying yes. You guys, no. I'm going to defer to IDP dude on these. Okay. So just Okay, yes, no. Benny Schnell, yes, no. I'm saying no. No. Uh, Trey Edmonds, definitely no. That's like their, no. That's like their fourth running back. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Kenyon Drake, no. No way. Chris Conley, not really. What do you think? Desperate if you need like a wide receiver four, sure. Yeah, yeah, like a flex in a super duper deep league wide yeah. receiver four, sure. So and I, it's only be it's only because Dee Westbrook is hurt. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Danny Amendola. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I've uh, been running with him, and I, if you're desperate for wide receiver, you could do worse. And Sean has been putting the no out for a long time and I've been doing the opposite of what he says and benefiting from what he had a 20 point game last week. Mm. Yeah, I, I could see it in a deep league. It, you, deep league. Don't, you know, a, a deep league or a league where you fucked up your wide receivers by having like Devonte Adams and um, a bunch of guys, Marcus Goodwin, Antonio Brown. And yeah, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, he, he's a decent fill in for, uh, pain. Gotcha. We got to get him on the feet and meat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Antonio Brown would be perfect on the feet and meat. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think IDP dude? Amadola? Yes. No. Um, nah, I'll pass. Okay. Johnu Smith. I say yes. Uh, if, uh, what's his face? If Walker's still out. 
Yep, I agree 100%. Okay, Rashad Penny, this was a trade deadline speculation thing, so I'm going nope. Um, I'm going to say yes. I think he should be rostered everywhere, either as a handcuff or just as a last desperation stash. Um, I think at some point this season, um, Carson's going to get hurt and it's going to be the penny show. I could see that. He's one of those, um, like him and like Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, guys like that. Those are like those handcuffs that like instantly become an RB1 if, if shit happens. So, yep. Uh, this is where I say the Talladega night, Talladega nights. Uh, don't you put that bad juju on me? I got yeah. Chris Carson. <laughs> don't you put that that on me, Ricky I don't Bobby. want it to happen. I don't want it to happen at all. Um, I just you know he should be someone that's owned in every league. I think. Yeah, like especially if you own Chris Carson, back yeah. that shit up. Um. All right, Adrian Peterson. Sure, deeper leagues. Yeah, why not? Um, for now, he's fine. Yep. Cole Beasley, uh, sure. Deeper leagues. Yep. Go with me. Try Carson. No. No. <laughs> Hail to the now. Darius Geis for the one game he comes back for in the one quarter before he blows out another hamstring. Uh, it's it's not worth it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Not Wouldn't he be pretty much rostered everywhere? Like, uh, unless he'd be on your IR. Yeah, right. If so, you have an IR, he's on your IR. Yeah. Yeah. So you've already he's pretty much rostered. Uh OJ Howard, this was a trade speculation thing. Um, I'm not interested, you guys. Um yeah, no, he's not worth picking up, but I imagine that most people already have him because he was an early pick. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Uh Marquise Brown coming back from injury. Not this week. Not this week, but uh, the rest of the season, fuck yeah. Sure, yeah. He's a big play explosive guy. I could see it. Uh, Robbie Anderson, uh, I I don't care. I'm not touching him. What do you guys think? Um, Nah, I, I mean, I own him everywhere, um, but I don't think he's going to do much rest of the season. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson, I, I'm actually semi-interested in this. I think he brings back an aspect to the Eagles offense that they haven't had in a minute. Yeah, I think he should be rostered everywhere, too. Uh, I think when he comes back, everything's going to be gravy town. So we're good to go with him. Yep. Uh, Alexander Madison, absolutely. I'm interested here. Um, Cook's got a history of injuries, and Madison has shown that he's like super capable of doing things. 100%. Okay, Preston Williams, Dolphins, uh, no. Um, I don't know. That's interesting to me. I think there's something there um, as long as Fitzpatrick stays the quarterback because mm. he don't give a fuck and he just throws the ball anywhere. <laughs> um, that's a good point. So I in, in deepest of leagues, he's definitely worth a roster spot, but if you are got short bench now, Gotcha. Darius Slayton. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. It seems like they have chemistry, him and the rookie. Well, I like it. Yeah, I, I like it too, especially because they had chemistry through the preseason when mm. they were both uh, backups. Right, right. Uh, Darren Fells, Texans. I, I think this was just a big week. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, it's tight end. Everyone always needs a tight end. But, um, <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, 
I if man, if you looked at some of the tight ends on my roster, they're terrible. Right, um, right. So yeah, I'll take him on a flyer, but I don't expect much He's from him week spotty. in week out. He's been spotty yeah, for but, years. Yeah, but spotty occasional good game is better than some of the shit people are rolling out at tight True, end this year. If, if you've yes. lost like a, a decent tight end and there's no one on the waiver wire, you could do worse, I guess. Right. Uh, Raheem yep. Mostert. This is off the Brida ankle injury. Yeah, I'm into it. Sure. Any running back in the 49ers uh, backfields go with me. Yep. Mike Gusecki, Dolphins. Uh, I'm probably all set. What do you guys think? Desperate play. Yeah. So probably leave him out there unless I like had no other option. Yep. Uh, Alan Lazard, um, maybe for the next week or so, once Adams gets back, I don't think he really has a job anymore. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean... Uh, if you have the roster spot, hold on to him. Um, if you have to spend fab on him, I would just pass because I think once Adam's back, he's done. So, mm-hmm. and Dallas Goddard, I'm actually into this. I, I feel like Ertz is having a down year and Goddard's been slowly, but surely gaining on him. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually surprised that Ertz wasn't traded. Um, Goddard's been pretty decent, so I would definitely pick him up. All right, that's offensive waivers. Moving over to defensive, we have talked about Matt Ioannidis. If you need defensive end help, definitely go get that guy. Uh, This is week two of Jaron Reed. He's still hanging around 80% of snaps. Hasn't done anything yet, but this is like week two for him, not week eight. So he'll be fine. Uh, Nathan Gary continues to be an option as long as Nigel Bradham's out, but they just got uh, what's-his-face, Jannard Avery. So we'll see if that changes anything this week, might be risky to play him this week. Uh, if someone fucked up and dropped Matt Milano, definitely grab him. Um, I've saw that in like two leagues this week and I couldn't believe it. I was like, give me that shit. Um, so, so it's happening apparently. Uh, Drew Tranquil. Um, that's a flash in the pan. He's only playing 46% of snaps and you shouldn't be touching Chargers linebackers anyway. Uh, David Mayo continues his steady decrease in playing time. 62% of snaps this week, one solo tackle. That's not what you're looking for. Find someone else. AJ Johnson, on the other hand, went up to 91% of snaps this week and had a great game. I know you're not into it because he's a Bronco, but it's, you could do worse if you need linebacker help. Um, so it's Cashman, it's Hewitt. Hewitt was out this week. James Burgess was in. He played 96% of snaps. He had a decent game. If Hewitt's out, Burgess is in. It's a decent warm body linebacker if you need it, short term only. Um, same thing with Quincy Williams and Najee Good. They were both out this week. Austin Calitro was in. It played 82% of snaps. That's a short term thing only. One or the other of those guys will be back soon. Carlos Dunlap is back for the uh, Bengals, and he's a solid defensive end too. So if someone dropped him, grab him if you need help. Taylor Rapp is playing 100% of snaps, had a massive game. Uh, I don't know if I really buy it either, but if you need safety help, if you need a one-week stab, if it's a deeper league, sure. Uh, Hassan Reddick dropped to 47% of snaps, and his production fell with it. This is kind of out of left field. He's been having a decent year. I don't know where the hell this came from. Uh, Did you see this, IDP dude? I saw that he dropped in his snaps, but not quite sure why to be honest with you so yeah and i didn't see an injury um he's had fine production i don't know what this is about 
No idea. Uh, I'm still, I was actually looking for something on it, but I haven't been able to find much. So um, one of those things I'll have to go back and look at, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So I guess just be careful if, if you're like relying on him, have some sort of backup plan. Um, Kiko Alonso, on the other hand, if you're relying on him, you are up Pitts Creek. He is <laughs> down to 41% of snaps. His production fell with it and we told you to avoid him in the first place. Sheldon Rankins is holding at the playing time, about 60% of snaps, 63% this week. He just hasn't done anything the last couple of weeks. It's nature of the position. Defensive tackles don't score points every week. It is what it is. Uh, JPP, 68% of snaps in his first week back. He didn't do much, but that probably will change. Uh, Wesley Woodyard, as predicted, dropped like a rack with Jayon Brown back in the lineup. You don't need him unless someone gets injured. Uh, we talked about Fred Warner. We talked about Quan Alexander. Morgan Burnett got some playing time with Demarius Randall injured. Um, that's a decent option as long as Randall's injured, but as soon as he's healthy, Burnett's back out. Uh, the Packers continue to be weird. Oren Burks played nothing at all this week. B.J. Goodson, who was around 60% of snaps, dropped to 5%, and Keith Fackrell went up to 56%. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> That's dirty. Yeah, it's just weird. Um, I would just stay away from that completely. Uh, all right, so Damian Wilson and Hitchens appear to be safe for the Chiefs. Everyone else was under 50% of snaps. Um, they're Traditionally this year, those have been the two like reliable, consistent guys, so that's who I would stay with. Uh, over on the Dolphins, Jerome Baker was up to 100%. Uh, Sam Iguavin is all over the place. He was at like 30% two weeks ago. He was up to like 70-something this week. I just would stay away from that. McMillan's been hovering around 60. He's been decent. Uh, Mark Barron, 67%. Vince Williams, 57%. I wouldn't play either, but if you need a warm body, they're, they're two right tackle. there. Right, if you need one tackle, <laughs> you, can, you can get a tackle from either of them. Uh, and that's about it. Everything else is covered either by Joey, IDP Dude, or me. Just follow all three of us, and we got you covered. Brought to you by a special partnership with StatementGames.com, a DFS-style game centered around Vegas betting. Join us playing this free game that allows you to rank statements by confidence to win coins. Coins can be exchanged for gift cards, but don't forget to spin the wheel for more free coins each day. This season, the IDP guys will be partnering for the Sunday Night Game Contest, giving away... We've done jersey. There's been jerseys. There's been hats. Uh, there's been hats and scarves, uh, just NFL gear uh, to the tournament winner. Uh, Johnny will be highlighting his top three statements each week for this tournament and keeping track how he does. Uh, Johnny, how did you do last Sunday? Uh, I only had 19 points, but I was right in how I said the game would go and how it went, and Sean was completely wrong and looked like an idiot. Mm. And he's not here to defend himself, so. Womp, womp, womp. womp. Anyway, this week's game, I think everyone will agree with me here, especially Mr. IDP, dude. Uh, it is the Patriots, and it is the Ravens, and it is Sunday Night Football, and the Ravens are going to get their assholes blown out. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be good. My, <laughs> my top three statements this week, most confident, New England Patriots defense over 2.5 turnovers. 
Fumbles yeah. plus interceptions. Um, they're going to make life really hard for the Ravens offense. Uh, number two, most confident statement. Baltimore Ravens under 25 point, 20 point five points. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If they score more than 13, I'll be amazed. Um, and number three, most confident statement. Patriots will win by 4.5 points. Uh, they'll probably win by like 14.5 points. So, yeah. Um, not going to go well for the Ravens. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Uh, so IDP dude, have you been playing in the statement games? Um, not every week, but I have played in a few of them. Uh, and it's actually pretty fun. I like it a lot. Um, I think what the first two or three I did, I actually won, uh, mm-hmm. coins. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I kind of like the concept behind it. Um, I like being able to pick and choose what um, props I want to go with and how much I want to, you know, tier them mm-hmm. to get the most points or, you know, for if I'm the most confident. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's uh, interesting. And I definitely like all the contests where we can win shit. So that's awesome, too. Right, right. And it's, it's real contests. Like, Joey, uh, week one got a Jamie Collins Jersey. Uh, I got the Mahomes Jersey. Like they, it's not that fake, uh, Twitter contest shit. It's, it's real stuff. Um, and, but you've, you've got to be knowledgeable. You've got to know what you're doing. And if you are one of those people that can look at a matchup and say, this is how I think it's going to go. Um, you can go in and, and pick your prop bets, uh, accordingly and have a good, good chance uh if you do want to play i highly suggest getting into the idp guys contest for the sunday night games uh to do so go to idpguys.org click the banner right at the top it's very simple um you you click that banner it lets them know that you come from us we get you know it, it shows your support for us and then uh you go right into you know create your uh your profile and they give you the option of like Facebook or Google play or, or Google um, buttons. It's a, it's a one click login. It's a one click login. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's, there's nothing else you got to do. Uh, you get right in and you can just pick the contest for the Sunday night game, or they've got a, a boatload of contests as well as like one off just playing the game. So if you want to get in, do, do all of them and, and it's free. So you get 60 free coins for joining up you can uh spin the wheel for coins every day so you, and then win coins so you're always constantly like able to play you don't have to put in a credit card number you don't have to do anything um that will cost you money and you can uh win coins and cash them out for gift cards uh so it, it's very simple you get in there uh go through idpguys.org and uh you know just just come play with us. We, we do a great job. Johnny is still in that, you know, 20 point margin, but he's got good advice, <laughs> uh, but you can play with us and, and, and keep, you know, it's some of the same people winning these, these tournaments that I've been seeing. So if just more people come in, like now is the time to get into it and start playing, because if you got a little bit of knowledge, you're going to walk away with some NFL gear. Um, so it's the time to do it. But uh, so, Johnny, you want to uh, finish up with yeah, yeah, your just, segment? Just, just real quick. IDP, dude, how do you, how do you think that the game is going to go? Like if you had to pick statements for this week, mm, what would yeah. be what would be your trend for this week? 
Um, I would say uh, I I think that Brady will have a good amount of um, completions this mm-hmm. week. Um, I'd like usually I like the touches for James White. Usually it's like over under like nine point five touches or something like that. I think he's going to get a heavy usage um, this week. Um, the point total for the Patriots, if if there's, a, I don't know what it is, but if it's anything over 21, I like it. Uh, over 24.5. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's about it. Turnovers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a long day for the, for the Ravens. Um, <laughs> Not going to be fun. All right. So, yeah, we'll be watching that on Sunday night. Uh, Last week, my two picks were L.A. Rams minus 13 at the Bengals in London. That was 100% correct. And I had the Colts minus six at the Broncos. That was correct, but the point spread was incorrect. So we are 10 and six on the year, which is still not too bad. Yeah. This week, my two picks are Packers minus three and a half at the Chargers. Uh, so first of all, the, at the chargers thing that don't matter, they don't have a home field advantage and anyone that's mm. followed the NFL for more than a couple of years knows that what three teams travel the best outside their stadium. Come on. You guys know this. What, what three fan bases mm-hmm. fill up opposing stadiums the most? Take a guess. Patriots. They're like they're like four. They're like four or five. They are up there. They are up there. But it's Steelers, Packers, and the annoying shirt I'm wearing. Cowboys. Cowboys. Right. Right. So, and what's been happening in Los Angeles this year at Chargers game? Well, I know that last game when they played, or what was it? They played Pittsburgh. It was yes. like ninety percent Pittsburgh fans. Correct. Correct. And. Green Bay fans travel just as well. It's going to be a home field advantage <laughs> in Los Angeles for the Packers, uh, which is insane, but that's, that's what it is. So that don't matter. Uh, they're going to be at home basically. Uh, and minus three and a half, they're crushing everybody, including the chiefs last week. I mean, I know it was Matt Moore, but it's, it's still the chiefs. They still got Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, um, decent pass rush. Like, you know, uh, they're gonna mm-hmm. crush the Chargers. I, that I think this is easy. My, what do you guys think? Minus three and a half at the Chargers, Packers. What do you think? Oh God, yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. And the other one I'm taking. I can't believe this point spread is as small as it is. Patriots minus four at Baltimore. That's it. Four point spread for that game. Yeah, that's that's also pretty crazy. Um. I mean, I would probably be comfortable taking Patriots at like seven and a half. Oh, easy. <laughs> I, I like the, the the number that popped in my brain was like ten. Like, yeah. like I I would have no problem with that whatsoever. So this is a steal. Get in on this before the line moves because it definitely will. Mm. Nice. All right. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter uh, at IDP guys individually. I'm at Nate Cheat. John is at Orange Man three one four two. And our guest here uh, at IDP, IDP underscore dude. It, it's almost like you need to take out the underscore, but like <laughs> it separates it. So it's legible. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's fucking me up and I might've drank like six beers during the show. So 
Um, subscribe to the show. Get this great awesomeness uh, each week. Uh, go to idpguys.org. There's a sidebar. You can get a link to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, RSS feed for the podcatcher of your choice. While you're there, subscribe. Become a, a yearly subscriber. Uh, it's a dollar a month, uh, 12 bucks a year. And uh, you get great access to premium content, IDP dudes rankings, his matchup charts. Um, we've got the trade calculator. We got the Slack chat. Just a lot of great stuff. And we're going, we're pushing it in the off season to go any farther, even farther with this stuff. So uh, if you get that year membership, it just guarantees you a spot into um, the the new whatever we do. We're, We've got some ideas of what what's going to happen here after uh, the Super Bowl, and um, it, it just you get right into that. Um, also, YouTube, we are making a, a pretty dramatic push. Uh, we've got cameras set up this week, and uh, it mostly for test, but this this might be uh, released as well on YouTube. Uh, we're coming up on our hundredth episode, and we want to try and you know do this visually as well so uh subscribe on youtube writer digest network r-e-i-t-e-r uh digest network um also on twitter at writer leave its underscore digest um and you can follow along we got great videos coming out uh rated idp live f3 pod um we had vital fantasy football information with tyler gee uh but we're gonna be putting out some great video content a lot of it IDP related and then just fantasy football advice. It, it'll be great. Um, and then finally, t shirts. If you want to get a great t shirt design, myfantasyfootballshirt.com. Uh, if you want something for your league, for your podcast or website brand, hit us up. Custom shirts created. Um, and yeah. So again, thank you, IDP dude, for coming on the show. Um, it, it it was a pretty great show. We're we're looking at Halloween coming up, so I hope everyone has a safe and uh, enjoyable Halloween. And um, I think I might have some news next week that I will be sharing in my state. Fellow Tony Jones and the Feet Meat Podcast.